listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinary Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we in the stew for episode 130. Welcome back, yeah, everybody. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a decent weekend. Uh, you found anything interesting going on? Yeah, I, um, I've mostly been busy. I've been working on a big project that I'll be able to talk to everybody about in a little bit, and I'm almost nice. done. But um, other than that, I got to uh, finish up Justice League. Oh, I'm sorry. Young Justice Season 2. I'm sorry. Young Justice Season 3. Okay. And uh yeah, that shit is amazing. It is like This is animated or no? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. it's animated. Um I, uh, I it seems like they they're piggy piggybacking off of another series because season 3 of Young Justice doesn't pick up where Young Justice season 2 left off. It starts off with another mm-hmm. like pre-established story. Okay. So I'm thinking that's probably from the Justice League, which makes sense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um, yeah, it was it was crazy. What surprised me about it was was how adult it was. Not in like like adult themed like pervy or nothing, but like no, no, just so mature. Yeah, uh, the primary uh, uh, plot line is, is pretty much about human trafficking, right? Another mm-hmm. guy. Basically, it opens up. Oh man, I feel so like. And Jefferson Pierce, aka Black Lightning, is sort okay. of like the emotional core of the season, right? Got it. And it f- picks up with everybody from the Young Justice team, but it's like, uh, it's a few, I think three years later, I'm not sure, but they're all a little bit older now. Mm-hmm. And they're all adults and shit. <clears throat> so pretty much like the uh, the older squad is like tutoring another round of heroes that's coming mm-hmm. through and they're introducing a lot Underclass. of- Underclass. Um, yeah, and they're introducing a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, dope heroes like, uh, uh, like um, uh, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. Which mm, um, yeah. I heard that he he's getting a, a live action movie, so I'm very oh, excited cool. about that. But uh, it's the the it starts out with um, they show you like how it happens. There's like a little girl uh, with her brother, and they're like, "Oh, she's got a heart condition, so let's check. We're at this hospital. We got you checking for the heart conditions and shit." But what they're really doing, they're testing for metagene. So when they find the metagene in her, they trigger her meta um, uh, mutation and then put a control chip on her. And then they farm these kids out to be used as like intergalactic soldiers in the in a intergalactic wow. shit. An intergalactic? <laughs> yep. That's crazy. So it opens on I don't remember what planet they're on, but the Justice League is on another planet, and this little girl in her monster form shows up and she starts fighting the Justice League and Black Lightning hits her with like a mediocre lightning bolt. And because she has a heart condition prior, her heart Shoot. gives out and she dies. And so he he's like fucking pretty much traumatized by this to the point where he like loses ability to um wow. uh, 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 like actively use lightning powers like he his passives still work it's like he can still sense electricity and shit like that but he can't like generate any blasts and stuff like that so wow. the, and the other like really, really what i like about it is um they're really taking from a lot of modern storylines and where like um uh i guess it's like a legion of doom thing but they're called the light where all of the villains gather together and they're all working together, <clears throat> including Lex Luthor, who's like their public face, who's the secretary general of the UN. So he's muddying up and he's got the Justice League locked in. Um, Basically, like he's got them locked in political limbo where in order yeah. for them to be, be, be deployed, they have to get unanimous vote from everybody in the fucking um, UN. Yeah. Or, the, or in the UN council. Yeah. So it's. It, it, it has a lot of that at play, and basically, the the Young Justice team comes from the fact that Batman and the core of Seven in the Justice League decide that they can't do what they need to do because of all the politics that's happening. You so, go back underground, man. They, exactly, they, they didn't exactly. realize that they they were actually benefited from being underground. Like, they, you know, it's funny because everyone's like, oh, superheroes, man. Wouldn't they love to be legitimized? Hell How no. about no? We work better underground. No. That's the same thing that that weed growers in California realized. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. But the yeah. Bureaucrat, bureaucracy gets you. Oh, yeah. And it steals your profits. But so they essentially create this um, secondary team whose whole 
their whole job is to run covert missions that support the Justice League. Smart. But they're advertised by the Justice League as independent from the Justice League. So eventually that a lot of problems. You have to control. Yeah. That is, but and it's funny because that in and of itself is a corrupting factor. Like you can't. And like, that was yes, okay, you guys line, are the yep. good guys, but you guys are also lying to the public. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just like you Would said, it, do that? Slowly no, escalates. <laughs> it slowly escalates until it causes a huge rift in the team. But I really <laughs> like what they did with it. They they changed. I'm not really sure. This might be post New 52. This might be their new, new run because Cyborg is made from a father box, not a, mo- not a mother box. And a father box and a mother box are essentially the same thing. Yeah. With- Except the difference that father boxes are quote unquote inherently evil. So whenever they say that, it's just some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, there might not be so incorrect oh, are, in this oh, okay. description. So what we'll makes some other box not inherently evil? Apocalypse. I mean, Dark Side used them to destroy many, many worlds. Yeah, but they're sentient computers, and they can be forced to do things. So they're alive, and you can assign. He essentially see, enslaves the them and gets them to do what they want in this series, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was interesting because in um, Justice League, they talked about how the mother boxes will terraform the planet that they're on in the likeness of the uh, in the likeness of the will of the person who operates them. And I don't know why the Justice League never thought to just activate them and have them be on their side. Yeah. But hey, that was just me. I thought I was like, maybe you can't having do that. a non-asshole use the cube or no? You know what I mean? <laughs> have you ever had like a, a person who isn't, you know, an angsty you teen get, or an it evil to a megalomaniac? warlord? <laughs> You ever no, try no. having someone in the middle? No. No. I mean, but kind of like, you know, like let Diana it kind of makes sense that I don't know. it's the megalomaniacs who would go after those <laughs> sort of things. <laughs> it, but it, I, uh, yeah, I guess. I'm just surprised that not once did, you know, having heard that story, Batman told him that story. So it came from a trusted source. Never once did they say, hey, you know what? Maybe one of us, like no one thought, you know, I, I, maybe not Batman or, 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 uh, but Fucking Soups Batman. is pretty pure, man. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, like yo, Soups go in there and just, just run those mother boxes yo, hold real quick. That. Hold you know that I mean? real quick. Align, uh, yo, unify with the mother boxes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't want to see it. But speaking of But Batman, I need Superman though. to unify with the mother boxes and make this terraform happen real quick. Speaking of nah, just Batman, my favorite um Batman moment of the season came when they did the most outlandish bullshit ever. So they they um I don't know if you you're familiar with the storyline of Terror, right? Teen Titans Terror, the blonde chick that betrays mm-hmm. everybody. So they did that story, but they flipped it. They did a little twist on it. Nah, yeah, they're reinventing everything. So in this one, they knew the whole time that she was turned by the agent. And so when when they did the big reveal at the end of the season, spoiler alert. Uh, this nigga was like, Batman read your micro expressions and he found out that you were lying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I remember wow. when, when the reveal came out, Lex Luthor was like, Batman read your read your micro expressions. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, maybe he had his computer <laughs> analyze it. Oh man. That's Yo, crazy. The shit they pull out of their ass with Batman sometimes. You just got you just gotta give it a chuckle, you know? Yeah, man? that doesn't even sound plausible. But, but you know it's funny because you were talking about mature animated series and it reminded me of one on um that I wanna probably uh watch for next week is uh The Invincible. Oh yeah, I wanna check that out too. Okay, yeah, I, I wanna watch that. Though. So if you catch that week we're definitely gonna talk about it next week because um that looks really interesting, but it all it, it it is a storyline based off of a more mature concept like you were talking about. You know what I mean? I think yeah. the, the premise of this one is is that the kid finds out that he's a superhero from his dad. His dad is, is one of the greatest superheroes in the world, only for him to find out that his dad was evil. And and he said his dad wasn't actually evil. He And I, I'm... You know what? We'll talk about it next time because <laughs> I don't know how spoilery this is because because this wasn't the description of the show. Okay, but it's still like even when I read it, I was like, "What?" So I mean, next I time. really only know Invincible by sight. You know, what I'm saying like I've seen the the name around because you know I frequent the comic world, so I've seen it mm-hmm. around, but I'm never not familiar with it. So I don't, it's superhero shit. So when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I'll check that out." It looked good. It looked interesting. And so I'm definitely going to watch it for next week. But um, no. gosh, we were it, it, in said pursuit for something to watch. I also came by some um, some other shows that I don't know. I was not in too enthralled with with my uh, with my recent diet of of, of TV watching. Um, I stopped on Raimi, which was a war winning show. Yeah. So I figured I think it got Emmys. And so I was like Sam Raimi, the director. 
Raimi, uh, no, it's about, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure if this is Sam Raimi or not, but uh, the main character is a uh, young Middle Eastern uh, American, and, uh, you know, he's, it's about kind of like the everyday life of having to run that line between two very divergent cultures, mm-hmm. such yeah, as, like you know, Muslim culture and, and American culture, and he does a good job of making it funny. The problem is, is that it's not interesting. And that's not, and that's, <clears throat> that's not a shot at, at Muslim culture, but it's, it's a very stable culture. They don't promote a lot of like wild living. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. say they, they eat healthy. They, <laughs> they don't drink. You know what I mean? They, they're very serious about relationships that doesn't make for like their anti drama. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, there's tons of drama and it's funny, but it's like, yo, my G, you didn't wash your feet right before you went in to pray. <laughs> he's like, what, you think God's gonna look between my toes? And he's like, yeah, dude. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's funny, but the the whole, all the exposition up to that is not I like interesting. That. That's funny. It's, it's funny. The God's gonna look between my toes. <laughs> it's, it's very it's not reasonable. For him. It's for the people that have to clean your dirty ass feet. Or clean the floor after you walk in here with your dirty ass feet. It was yeah, it was pretty funny. But um yeah, the show just wasn't very interesting and it didn't hold Carolina either. But um yeah, then we stopped on another one that I heard a lot about. So and and it was star studded, so I was like, all right, cool, star studded cast. And that was uh Big Little Lies. Okay, and it's I've heard about super that well acted, but I'm just not interested in the yuppie lifestyle. <laughs> and it takes place in like a very rich white neighborhood. And, you know, it's just like some of the shit that they talk about is crazy. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. And like the way that they interact with each other is like ridiculous. But there are some, see, the director was trying to do a lot of artistic stuff. So that came off very interesting. Okay. The acting's very good. And it's got very good, like the, the concepts of the storylines are very good. It's just that when you entrench them in in this world, it just kind of sucks to me. But it it's told like you don't even know who's di- like I think we're like six episodes and you still don't know who even died. You just know someone <laughs> died. Everyone hates each other, and they're developing the storylines of why that is. Okay. And so it's very interesting. It's intertwining all that good stuff. But ah, uh, I just had to stop because you know Nicole Kidman's in it. And I've realized, um, Nicole, it's funny, when Nicole Kidman shows up in these shows, it's like, why is there a claymation character in the middle of this <laughs> live action? <laughs> I, it's weird. It's weird. Like, why would they stick this claymation character in the middle of this live action yeah, sitcom? No, or not sitcom, but um, um, TV series. Because it's like, she, she's a great actress. It's just she's kind of soulless. Damn. Like she's like a marionette. Like it's like she's <laughs> acting perfectly because too much Botox. Well, nah, I, I guess because I, I think her cosmetic surgery might not bridge the uncanny valley for me. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fucked up? I'm just saying, my G. Like it's just weird. It's just That's she looks silly. very odd to me. And once again, there's this weird. And so it 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 actually sparked a really interesting conversation with me or Carolina. This actually, this show has sparked some really good and some really shitty conversations with me and her. But um, one of the ones that I found was more intriguing was, is that Nicole Kidman's character is in this kind of odd, sexually violent relationship with her husband. Okay. He has anger issues and she has like sadism issues. So... She knows he has a problem and that he's incapable or he's not incapable, but he needs to work on keeping his hands off of her. And it, and it escalates pr- not slowly, but you know what I mean? Like through steps, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So she'll push him and then he'll grab her real hard and then it'll deescalate. And then she'll push his buttons again and then, and then he'll raise his hand to her real threateningly. And it, you know what I mean? And so it yeah. escalates and she's enjoying it is the problem. And so she's encouraging this behavior at the same time she's condemning the violent behavior. <laughs> and it's a very messages. uncomfortable to watch. It's extremely upsetting to watch. 
but my th- what, what what was interesting was is that this is a very common underpinning of, in American um, culture is this violent sexuality that is prevalent. I don't relate to it. I don't understand it. And I don't understand, like, if this is, it, I, I'm assuming it is something that is real because otherwise, why would you perpetrate this throughout society? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's a, it, it's a very odd, you know, line to push. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just looking at American culture, there really is a very unhealthy relationship between violence and sex that is not properly addressed because of the taboo nature of sex and a lot of things and because they're unwilling to draw certain lines and the western idea of fetishism they they've created an idea that there is any situation in which a man striking a woman is okay you know what i mean like a man should never strike a woman you know, to, to draw pain from her. Moreover, it should never be tied to sex. But somehow, in tying the hitting into sex has become acceptable. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. We shouldn't hit women, and nor should there be such a thing as sexual violence, like in, in foreplay or in funsies. And you know what I mean? Like, because there is an acceptable... um amount of 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 aggressive physicality in american you know sexual commonplace that i'm not comfortable with and i'm just like yo chill the idea that it's commonplace for someone to want to be choked is odd to me you know what i mean and and i don't think it should be encouraged but it's not something that is ever healthily addressed like you never healthily see it addressed in any of these portrayals of it whether it's you know what i mean like there's certain ills in in our society that you see, like when they're addressed, you see them addressed in mindful manners to try mm-hmm. to say, like, "Hey, we want to be better than this. We want to be better than than you know, non sexual abuse of women." Like, this is what I don't get: is that it's it's some it, like hitting a woman on the street is bad, but somehow if it's in the bed and she says, "I like it," then that's okay. You still should, probably shouldn't hit her, even if she tells you she likes it, because it's not indicative of a of a healthy mindset. Even if she's telling you she likes it, it's still unhealthy. You know what I mean? And it should always be seen as such by the healthy mind. But that's not the case in American culture. And I think that's part of the fundamental malaise that pervades everyone. You know, not everyone, but everyone who buys into the culture. You know, unfortunately, they've created cultural mechanics that, that just make for widespread dissemination of unhealthy memes. You know, thoughts, unhealthy ideas that are just accepted because they're part of the culture, whereas otherwise they would not be accepted. You know what I mean? Except it, in inside of this cultural reference. So I don't want to go, you know, harp on that point too hard, but I thought it was a really interesting um, conversation to be had. And, you know, let's just get away from that. Like, you know, I get it. You know, women want to have, you know, a certain amount of masculinity involved with how they're being dealt with. <clears throat> but we got to stay away from the violence. Because it's a slippery slope. And I see it a lot portrayed in these fictional um, these fictional relationships. But it's ratified by statistics that you see where, like, one in four women have been sexually assaulted by the time they're 25 type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild. Like, if that statistic is true, then yes, I believe that there's a large section of society that has violent sexual fantasies that need to be addressed. You know what I mean? Like th- those don't sound so crazy anymore when you juxtaposition them. When you when you put the the rates of domestic abuse um throughout the 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 society next to the idea of violent sexual fetishes being too prevalent. You know what I mean? Like let there's definitely some some psychological um issues that probably underlie both of these situations. You know, and you can see it, you know, art imitates life to some degree. You know what I mean? Not that these fictional characters can be used as character references for the malaise of real people. But I believe that they are drawing from a lot of real life references when they when they make these these characters. 
<clears throat> and I think it's it's magnifying it, you know, for us to say, hey, maybe we should address that because it's a major plot line in this show. It's a major plot line. Um, that whole the whole relationship with her husband and and she goes to this therapist. This shit is crazy, bro. She goes to this <laughs> therapist and she fully well knows that that she's instigating the 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 violent interactions. And and not to say that he should hit her. And don't please don't misunderstand me. At no point, and I just got off of just saying this, don't hit women. Like we should never mix the two together. But that's also not to say that if you know you're dealing with a violent person, maybe A, you should leave and not have sex with them. B choose to deal with them in a different way. Like you don't have to change who you are as a person to choose to deal with someone differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but no, nope, that's not the, that's all of that's off the table. You know what I mean? And so she goes to this, this psychologist and then she starts, you know, spoon feeding her information about the relationship. <laughs> and so the psychologist comes to the conclusion. Oh, you, Oh, he's, he's abusing you. You need to leave him. You need to go home right now. Get yourself another apartment. Get, you know, let schools know that there might be a change in parent. I'm like, my nigga, are you for real right now? <laughs> and then just to see, like, people, just to see reactions to that and how quickly people jumped on board. Like, yep, yep, that's absolutely it. And it's like, you literally just watched her instigate the abuse, smile and reward him for hitting her. And then go to the psychologist, spoon feed her part of the story. And then when the psychologist comes to that, you're going to agree, like, what? Anyway. That's why you the don't show stick is weird. crazy, man. Uh, yeah, this shit is weird. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, like, And it's funny because it's like, okay, cool. We could we could suspend our disbelief because it's a fictional show. But, like, I, where, I don't understand where the, you know, the logic goes in saying that, yep, she's clearly in a, you know, an aggrieved, you know, in, in a bad situation, mind you. She's like a high-powered lawyer, all the power in the world, A-type personality, total control. Her husband has insecurity issues, all this stuff. And she's the one who's being abused, which she's been taking advantage of him most of the time. Like, it's crazy how easy that she just flips it on its head. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Man, a good lawyer should be able to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And she is a really good lawyer. She's a good lawyer, man, because there's a, there's a point in there where she's, like, arguing this t- trivial point to um uh to the mayor and just like the, the the conversation she was dead to rights but she was like but legally none of that matters so <laughs> all of that i was just doing for formality legally you're not going to take this fight and she was, and it was like Ooh, got him <laughs> but no you got a stun on him dog but anyway yeah the show is interesting i don't know if i want to finish it i still don't know who died <laughs> and I've been through an emotional roller coaster, and I'm just kind of like, I'm off this ride, yo. Who died? I'm off this ride. I'm just gonna go read the fucking the message boards. I don't know. Are there message boards anymore? Uh, I mean, there's Reddit, the message board, pretty much. And I guess there they, you go. I, I could go to I could go to Big Little Lies Reddit, get all this the the dirt, and also their YouTube's probably like more or less. They, they I use can only YouTube imagine how insipid the people now. who talk about this show are. <laughs> No, because it's a show, like, you really got to be cool with watching a lot of that, like, rich California white people life. It's hard to watch that shit to me. And I can understand why people are just like, why why would I watch this? I could totally get it. Yeah, I mean, shows like that do kind of well, like the OC and Entourage and shit. You know, they find their audience. It's true. It's true. But both of those shows had way more personality than this, in my opinion. (laughs) It's, uh, I mean, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of good performances. I've seen a handful of Entourage, but it was. Uh, I I thought I think Entourage was interesting. I just couldn't relate to it. Though. I couldn't. I couldn't relate to it. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a very unique life experience. It's one that, and it's one that most Americans are only familiar with having watched it on TV. And that's the crazy part is, is that most Americans relate so heavily to the experiences they get through the TV <laughs> that they like shows that relate to experiences they got solely through the TV and not even through living. Because Entourage is talking is talking about a life that most Americans only experience through the radio they or through YouTube. Mm-hmm. They never they'll never put hands on. You know what I mean? And so they love the show that reflects the world that they aspire to, and that's crazy. That's like fetishes on. That's it. how many times are you gonna like 
fucking separate yourself from your from your dreams <laughs> before they become useless. But yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, yeah, I, I tend to not watch. Well, I, I don't really like mundane shows that much. I realize, like, the more fantastical the show is, the more likely I am to watch it, especially a series. Absolutely, that is that is big facts. I love me some dragons, some aliens. Oh, throw man. some mechs in that bitch. I mean, you don't even have to put it in another year. You know what I mean? It could just yeah. happening right now. Like, you know what I mean? I just just give me something. Give me something. Give me an energy ball or something. <laughs> Feel me? The hell? Why would I do that shit for escapism? Like, I don't want to see the shit that's in my I regular mean, life. Do the computers even work in a fancier way? No. Then why am I watching <laughs> this? Your computers work normal, nigga. Nah, no shit don't beat boobs, son. Yo. Do, do, do your robots walk on feet yet? No? Man. I'll get you some hover technology, my G. At least get me some BBA balls. Not joking. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the, so the, the, the entertainment wasn't too hot this weekend, but that is what it is. Moving on from that, there was, um, there was some news coming out of the Nipsey Hustle estate. There's quite a bit of news. It's funny because you don't hear nothing from them until until you hear a bunch of stuff from them. <laughs> so, um, first, finally, Nipsey Hustle, um, Nipsey Hustle's estate has settled with Crips LLC in reference to the use of the of the uh, of the slogan "The Marathon Continues." Now, there was a lot of things. Justin L. Hunt, the company man, and um did a great little piece on this on his YouTube channel and I highly recommend you check it out if you have a a moment. But um he really disseminated a ton of information about who the Crips LLC is because this is not the Crips street gang. This Crips this Crips LLC that uh that was attempting to do this is an organization that was started in 2009. Um, alongside uh, also Bloods LLC, that was an attempt to legitimize the street gangs and bring some solidarity between them uh, by creating, you know, corporate solidarity with them. Okay, okay. So that was the initiation of this company. Since then, they've pretty much become... Um, they they snatch up any kind of IP related to them and 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 copyright it so that they could try to profit whenever non gang related people use it. So they don't actually work directly with the gangs, from what I understand. Um, I believe that they initially were supposed to, and they had they had dealings with them, but over time, this is not you know a, a solid affiliation. Probably mainly because the gangs remain tied to the street shit, and as an LLC, you can't be tied to that. Yeah, and so it's a legal liability. You know, the, as much as they wanted to to legitimize them, the gangs had to actually want to be legitimized before that would happen. And so, anyway, this organization is not anyway directly affiliated with the Crips, and never really had a claim to this. And so uh, I'm really glad that that Justin did that that research in, in in journalism because I was unfamiliar with it. I when I originally spoke on this, I was I thought that this was a actual affiliate of the street gang that was attempting to to do this in the in the more recent. But this is an old LLC that has been ca- trying to capitalize off of street shit for a long time, and so. I'm glad to see that they they were able to to get them and and the judgment was pretty pretty damning in terms of uh the language that they used against the Crips LLC um in reference to uh the damages that they have to pay back for having uh uh attempted to to utilize this phrase and the the restitution of of compensation lost that uh from them uh from nipsey hustle's estate not being able to use it during this time legally so it's it's pretty big yeah. it's big yeah they're getting they they're getting paid um crypt LLC definitely um is gonna think twice against damages yeah they're gonna think twice about doing this with another popular like it's easier to do it with, with poor crypts or poor bloods like you can't do that with with one of the most famous Crips yeah. under Snoop Dogg, like you, you got Snoop, you got Nip. 
You know what I mean? Like you don't you yeah, there's very few people who 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 whose name ring as far as his. So I was glad to hear that. And then I saw this um this book came out by Bob Kenner, which I'm not gonna actually endorse this book. Um, because I when I first saw it, I was super excited. I said, Oh, a book about nip, my nigga, done. Ordered that bitch, got it in, only to find out that the book is not endorsed by the family. None of the none of none of his original street team, his original manager, his none of his bodyguard, not Lauren, not none of his moms, his father, nobody. Nobody was properly um um interviewed for this book. And so yeah, I was like I was really disappointed. Cause I thought it was gonna be a nice little expose because like ninety nine percent of the people who know his name i didn't know nipsey personally you know as much as i would have loved to yeah. and so i would you know i i i clamor for any any insight i could get into into you know his person and so i was kind of hoping to to get into that i'm not gonna not gonna not gonna give air to that <laughs> i'm you know what i mean like if i call if i cause a, a a stink because rick ross stole stole his name how am i gonna you know sit here and endorse a book in which you you know you steal a whole nigga's story, line for line, bar for bar. <laughs> nah, be not doing that. But that was that was that was sad. And I hope that um, whenever the the um the Ascadoma State actually puts out a, a a biography on Nipsey, I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I can't wait to get my hands on it. And so it's a shame that this had to to be put out there. I might still read it, but. I don't know. It, it would just be to to, to see what it, what has to be said. The um, magic is gone. Yeah, it's all. It, I'm not looking at this as fact. I'm not looking. I mean, it's all conjecture and journalism. You know, what I mean, it's all just just third party hearsay at this point for me from this book, which is typically not what I would read a nonfiction book for. But it is what it is. Um, that did kind of bum me out when I saw that because it, it it was. Rob uh Rob Kenner is supposed to be a very um he's supposed to be a reputable author. Okay. Well, and so that's good. I, I you know yeah. I w- I would have expected him to do his due diligence if he was doing a, a a biography, but I guess that's the problem with being hired by a company to do something. There's no, you know what I mean? He was hired by I by the publisher to do this. It's not, you know, once you're hired, who's you know who says whether they got permission or whether they even ask permission or whether they know to ask permission? You know what I mean? Like they just they have the money and you got the job. Gotta get it done. Yeah, that really sucks. Well, yeah, moving on from that. Oh man, so it was hilarious. So we're gonna hit the gossip corner again this week because uh, Joe Budden came back on to. <laughs> elucidate more of what was going on in their in their situation and now see this is me man i'm terribly gullible in that way i took him at face value (laughs) he came he said what he said it sounded plausible he didn't besmirch anyone's name thought everything was whatever it is what it is you take you know what i mean what reason does he have he's always been transparent right right Evidently, niggas online was like, "We ain't having it. We don't believe you, Joe. You false. You faulty, nigga. You 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 over here. You ain't transparent, nigga." So he came back and he was like, "Y'all were right. My bad. I wasn't transparent. I was trying to be neutral or nice or whatever. But whatever. Let me give you the fucking the tea then." So the nigga came back, and it's a different story altogether. <laughs> It's a different story altogether. So evidently what had been happening is that throughout the years, they have Joe Budden has handled the business of the Joe Budden podcast. Okay. Okay. He handles the business. The the guys do the show. And Joe's always been forthright. Like, you know, and it's always been pretty obvious when the money is there, there's money and it's split. You know what I mean? When they go on tour, there's money obviously coming in from all of this stuff. They get the the metrics. They get the split. They sign a deal with Spotify. There's paperwork. We know the money. Splits happen. Everything goes. 
So evidently over the past uh few I w- I don't know if it's 18 months to a year uh to 2 years or so they've been getting in deals but Joe has just been fielding the deals himself. And now most of them were clearly deals that were easy to shoot down. You know, ones in which the guys were like of course not. Yeah, it- it's fine, you know, $250,000 for our whole catalog and a 360 type deal. And they want to do, they want to save and they want to know what mall does on his weekends. And like, no, of course. Yeah. Well, of course you'd shoot down that deal, blah, 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 this and that. So evidently there was a more recent deal from a very, um, lucrative, uh, contract that was for 10 million. Not bad. Joe shot it down. Unfortunately, Joe didn't even bring it to the table for the other guys to 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 get a say on whether you should shoot down ten milli. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's about what like two two and a half million a person. After taxes. I mean, after all said and done, they probably get that's broke off a really million nice. a piece, but that's yeah. still good. Still really for nice. two years. If that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for two years, after all is said and done, taxes, everything that that's after all of it, that's in your pocket. That's that's, that's pretty good. Definitely. That's pretty good. And and what? Sit down and talk to your boys? Regularly? Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so Rory, you know, just got married, left the corporate job, has been feeling testy about not getting paid, and then Joe says this. So then, Joe, then Rory's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. You clearly aren't going to take any deal if you're not going to take the $10 million deal. The $10 million deal? We're not Joe Rogan. We're not getting $100 <laughs> million. We're not doing it. Now, Joe has his, his thinking behind why he doesn't take that deal. And I completely understand. I actually agree with him. Um, honestly, Joe has made enough bags to fuck off to be permitted to fuck off a bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's niggas who fuck off bags who've never made a bag, and it's like, <laughs> word? How does that work? You're fucking off bags you don't have. How does that work? But Joe's made bags and bags and bags and lived and, you know, fucked them off of a lot of those bags, but still makes bags to live off of and fuck off at the same time. So... You can do that. You know what I mean? So I would give him a little bit of leeway to say, if this is how, we know this is how Joe runs his business. How did you expect Joe to run his business? But when it's Joe Budden podcast with Rory and Maul, you should probably ask Rory and Maul how they feel about the 10 milli and why you're going to not turn down the 10 milli. Yeah. I feel like that's a discussion for sure. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's, where, that's where it went sideways for him. And that's where that's what Maul meant by respect's got to be given. You got to respect me enough to bring the ten million to the table to let me say no or say yes or say you know what I'm walking because I want that ten million and if you don't take it I'm not willing to wait for the next bag. You got to bring that to the table though. And Joe's argument is is that I wasn't going to sign it. So what the fuck is the point of bringing it to you, you two niggas? How are you two niggas going to be on the Joe Budden podcast with Rory and Maul without Joe Budden? And he's got a point. It's an asshole thing to say, but he's got a point. Yeah, they both Maul is also point. right. Yeah, they and both And Rory's also right. Ask me about the 10 milli. Because at that point, you're going to have to start breaking me off some bread to wait to, for the next contract. Because that don't make no sense. Because this is not a forever contract. Mm-hmm. So what, a two-year contract at you most? You can definitely renegotiate for more if you're doing well. You know what I mean? Um, but Joe is also very, very, very intuitive and very smart about how he reads these contracts. And he what he realizes is that they want everything. They want rights to everything. Duce Palooza, anything. Pretty and we don't much. even know what Maul does, yo. So that's the mystery bag they're trying to get in on. So, you know, Joe's like, nah. And so evidently he found another deal with similar numbers, but where they retain their their artistic rights. And now he's like, where you at, boys? I see this is what I'm telling you. I turned down the other 10 milli to get this 10 milli. That's right. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, without the shackles. So we'll see what happens. But that was that was that's the update, man. Once again, it's still all the same. It still boils down to a lot of the same shit that I was saying last week about yo. Everyone pulled guns. And how do you work with niggas who pull guns? You know what I mean? Like gang members are used to that. They work with a lot of niggas who's pulled guns before, you know what I mean? Like the normal person though, normal niggas, they don't work well with niggas who pull guns. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so they're gonna have to learn to deal with that. Probably things are gonna get more more formal, less less friendly, and that's gonna probably kill it. So I don't know. It's like when you it's, it's like when your girl says, you know what I mean? I don't think you're a man anyway. It's like, all right, well, it's all gone now. I've heard that before. <laughs> it's like when your girl says, I don't think you're a man anyway. It's done. <laughs> you're much. never coming back from that, bro. Pretty you're much. never coming back. You're never coming back. That relationship's over. Go ahead, walk away. It's not happening. That's what happens when you when 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 you know you say, hey, you know what? I'm not coming back, Joe, because it's you you don't respect me. That's 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 like all right. Well, and it's done. It's done. Done now. Joe, being the, the clingy motherfucker he is, was never <laughs> willing to let nobody walk away. But and it's it's the same thing with Maul. Maul's like, yo, you, you already proved to us that we can't trust you to come to the table with with reasonable offers. We thought you were being reasonable this whole time, and that's not being reasonable. Telling us about the ten million after the fact. I mean, I don't know. I feel like. I don't know, man. It's the ten million is not really not worth it if you give up your rights, man. If you give up your creative privileges and let them own your shit, no, it's not worth it. I don't believe so. But I think it's more about the respect of. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, that, yeah okay. Was, you know, we, yeah, we already went it. over that. Oh no, but. no. I and, and that's what and I already said that as well is that I agree with you is that Joe's acumen on these things are typically pretty good, and so yeah, I would have stuck with with probably yeah. Whatever, you know, if you don't think it's a good idea, then it's not a good idea, you know. But you got to talk to people, man. Mm-hmm. You got to, got to talk to people. You know, you got to you got to you got to give everyone a chance to make their own decisions, because if you don't, people are going to resent you for not not giving them the opportunity to make their own decisions. I think that's what happened to him. Yeah, it's like it's like when your ex comes over to drop something off and then, you know, you don't tell your girl that it happens and it comes up in a conversation. Uh, that, oh, where's that from? Oh, yeah, my ex dropped it off earlier. What? <laughs> what? You were going to tell me about that? Well, nah, you know, she just kind of came and left. I didn't think it was important. She came in and left? <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I think this conversation is going nowhere good. <laughs> oh, it's man. one of those things. You're just like, you got to weigh that option. But in the end, the communication is usually kind of better. You know, man. Yeah, in all cases. There's very few situations where it's like, yo, should have communicated less. <laughs> unless you're negotiating. Unless you're negotiating for your <laughs> life. Trayway, how it's. Damn. <laughs> how it's communication they should have been using. Trayway is definitely suffering. But yeah, moving on from that. Um, So reopenings are happening, yo. So I hear, especially movie theaters are fucking. They're a go go. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to no movie theater. <laughs> but I do like dining in, man. Like I, I like. I oh, mean, uh, I like eating out. Hey, Marvel, man, just drop your shit on fucking Disney Plus same day, bro. You know what I mean? Or even HBO you know Max because Disney Plus charges for for same yeah, day. Yeah, but access the reason shit. why I said Disney Plus is because HBO Max is specifically Time Warner. You know. Mm. Oh, speaking of, did you hear about the the Civil War that they're having? Quote unquote. Mm-mm. Um, uh, it has a lot. It has to do with the Zack Snyder Justice League shit. So. Oh word! Yeah. Um. Apparently, what happens if uh, you know Warner are, Brothers? Are they split? The like half of the Zack Snyder fans and the other half of the were Joss Whedon fans, and they're warring like weebs. It's not Whedon. It's um. It's the it's a feud between Time Warner Media and Warner Brothers. So the Warner Brothers yeah. is like the movie studio. Mm-hmm. And Time Warner Media is what Warner Brothers is the production house, yeah. Yeah, and um, Time Warner Media is the conglomerate, yeah, that they acquired after AT and T bought Time Warner. AT and T bought Time Warner, so they became Time Warner Media, and that's and they're where, a marketing um, firm, right? Uh, who Time Warner Media is a marketing firm? Uh no, nah, they're um they're uh, uh internet fucking cable, they're multimedia and gotcha. and, and that type of mm-hmm. shit. 
And what happened was uh, uh, after this happened, they became split as, you know, there's like separate but equal entities because they fall under the same umbrella of the parent company, but they're not beholden to the parent company. Now, um, HBO Max is Max is a subsidiary of um, fucking Time Warner Media, uh-huh. and they had the rights to the Justice League, and that's how they were able to get um, Zack Snyder to go ahead and complete his shit, completely circumventing Warner Brothers, who's moving on with their, um, you know, they're moving on with their Batman. Their Batman's mm. almost, I think their Batman is finished filming completely oh, already. Oh, so we know Zack Snyder's not, Zack Snyder's version is not canon. Yeah, I, they, oh, they even, sad. like, put out a statement, Warner Brothers specifically put out a statement, like, saying that, um, like, uh, shitting on the fans is for asking for the Snyder versus shit. <laughs> Yeah, but it, like, it's, did they not see the fan reception? Did they not realize that they're shitting on something that the fans overwhelmingly liked? It's it's right? like a corporate Wait, feud. It's a corporate feud, right? Because like, um, it's, the reception it's, was good, right? For, oh yeah, okay. it's been it's been. I think it has a ninety six percent like okay. Rotten Tomatoes. It's really like okay. that, or the fan good. score. The critic score is like seventy something, but the fan score is like ninety six. Don't run. Yeah, fucking critics. <laughs> but basically, because of those two things, now they're like. They're having a big problem where they're frozen any like uh, um, talks about how to move forward with the Snyderverse because they don't know who's in charge, who's has the ability to green lit, green light new things based on all the rights wow. they acquired. It's basically it's 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 corporate fuckery, you know. What I mean, they wow. So what happens when you buy too much shit and you <laughs> you divvy it out and then your fucking kids start complaining? It's basically what's happening. Wow, that's crazy, and it. The worst part about that is, is like, there's clearly a better movie here, and there's clearly a right and wrong way to go. You know what I mean? It's not like there's like a whole lot of like, oh, yeah, well, they were competitive, and you know, they were of the same caliber movie. No, one was a piece of shit. One was a a masterpiece of his genre. I can't. Like, I can't really argue with that. I, really. I just. You know, Time Warner, yeah, whatever. I, it's like it's like the corporation is this multi-headed Hydra, and it's yep. and the Hydra heads are fighting it's each other as if they don't know that sure. they're drawing blood from the same body. Like, yep. fucking weirdos. What are you gonna do? I'm looking forward to seeing that Batman movie. Though. I'm seeing. Uh, I'm a Robert Pattinson fan now after um, Tenet. So I'm excited oh yeah. So so what else is? So the movie theaters are open. That's what we were talking about. Kong is about to drop. I'm so excited for that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm so I, excited. Actually, for that. I think the hype is real. Um, I wonder if I want to go in public to go see it. Fuck all that. No. Yeah. I'm excited, bro. bro. I mean, yeah, we haven't had a good like monster fight, giant monster fight movie since like what Transformers? Because all the oh wait no, there were some giant monsters in the previous Godzilla's. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just got dealt with, and Handily. there was that whole, um, that whole big one where Godzilla's fighting everyone from his previous movies. That was cool too. But yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for this shit. I want Kong to win, though. Feel me? Yo, I'm, I'm interested to see the creative genius that goes behind. Like, how do you script the, the fights? Definitely, the fights are all gonna have to or, be. You know, what's the good justification for them to fight? But to be fair, I don't really think because like they shit. fight on water, they fight on yeah. land. You know, they go. Man, how terrain. did you manage to kidnap Kong? Because when they were on that ship, it looked like he was chilling. You feel me? So, oh, I think that he just went to sleep so that he, he didn't get it. <laughs> he, you know, what I mean, he didn't have to be awake during that whole. There's a lot of there's transport. a lot of questions that I'm excited for them to delve into, man. Also, you know, fucking King Kong using a fucking giant axe. That shit was blowing boss, to attack Godzilla. Yo, I'm with yo it. using it to shield himself from the yeah, nuclear. I was like, I'm okay, with it. I'm excited. All right, Kong, Kong's got tools. It's gonna be his, it's clearly his his his. You better fucking uh, win, Edge. <laughs> can't win to a fucking can't lose against a goddamn amphibian, bro. You, you it, the unbalancing uh, effects of intellect always gonna never gonna cease to amaze me. Fucking better, damn intellect. But yeah, dude, I I I think that having seen what they've done so far, I'm I'm sure they'll come together with something interesting. That's yeah, for sure. The cast is pretty dope too. You know what I mean? Fucking, I mean, then again, I think the only one I know of is Skarsgård. He's cool. I fucks with him. Definitely. Moving on from that. Um, so there's a interesting little discussion happening. It's not an important discussion at all. Um, it's not a discussion that's meant to besmirch anyone involved in it. But I do think that it arises some interesting uh, questions. And 
Uh, it's based around Tamika Mallory and uh, her participation in a uh, black, uh, a Women's History Month uh, kind of celebration of black women, which sounds great until you find out that it's it's part of a Cadillac commercial. And then it becomes a little bit, okay, it feels pandery to me. But first of all, I'm not going to hate on her. Go make your money. I'm sure you don't get paid a lot being an activist. Doing the right thing does not typically pay well. So I'm not mad at her for making money at all. I'm glad she's making money. I never feel like activists have to be poor. And if we find a way to make it more lucrative, then maybe more people will do it and more people care about it. But nonetheless, that's not at all anything I have a problem with. I do have a problem with the fact that they lent their their image to Cadillac that way. Um, I don't care how many black people own Cadillacs. I don't care how many people drive in Cadillacs. General Electric is not a pro-black company. This is not a company that has a history of actually doing things to to help the African-American community. It's been very abusive to the way that it's treated its minority workers. And so, you know, my whole issue with the commercial is not that she did it. It's more of who she did it with. But also, it's not my decision. Nor does her doing that prevent her from... from being an activist anymore it's not like she worked with david duke and now her credibility is shot you know what i mean yeah she just worked with somebody who hasn't historically been in our best interest which is in bad taste but doesn't make you a bad person you know what i mean and so i i I wanted to bring it up because i i wanted to hear hear your your opinion on that because i know that i'm a lot more strict about the things that i i would like to see people um lending their name to but but how do you feel about activists lending their names to companies like even let's say Colin Kaepernick and 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 Nike? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a partnership, and as long as the activist doesn't compromise themselves, I don't really see a problem with it. You know what I mean? It's because by the very nature of activism, only the people who you're sort of working with or against kind of know about you. But given the nature true. of commercials, you... Very true. Because everybody was like, but where are you at, Tamika? And it's like, oh, you just don't know. Please stop. Exactly. Please stop. Like, you know please I mean? do not call this woman out because she's in the streets doing great work. Now, you know, yes, she did admit that she dropped the ball with Samaria Rice. She admitted that openly. She never did anything wrong to the woman. It was a sin of omission. and that, And I'll accept that from her. But at the same token... She still does way more other things. Oh hell yeah! The to say I'm not just pan- I'm not just squandering was, my time. Um, uh, uh, I believe the "Just to Get By" song by fucking um, Most Def and Tali Yeah, yeah. And that's like super old. That's, that's old. Like, yeah. 2003. So she's been doing it 17 years minimum. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she said she's been doing it since she was 14. Hard. So it's 20 something years. You feel me? So it's like one of those things, and people still don't know who she don't know who she is. She's but. probably gonna be like, "Oh, that's adorable," but it's even longer <laughs> because I actually don't know how old she is. But she, you know, black don't crack. She's feel me? she, she, can she be, she's probably like 118, and she looks like she's 35. Pretty much, man. She don't really look a day over 30 something. No, she looks I mean? very young. But yeah, I think. Um, I think even of itself, this is good because it's bringing up a conversation where her name previously wasn't, and she's yeah. still, you know, she's still working. I don't it think sucks though because she, the, the the people in her camp are are a little bit more sensitive to the internet play, you know what I mean, and and the the droves and droves of ignorant comments you'll get, and, and so you see like my son, he keeps making comments, and I'm like, yo, bro, you you don't. You either stand on it or you talk about it. If you're standing on it, then you don't got to talk about it. If you're talking about it, then you're not standing on it. You know what I mean? And that's usually the 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 rubric of thinking I take when I have to choose a side. It's like, all right, when it comes to what how I want to conduct myself, if I'm standing on something and I'm standing by someone, you don't got to talk about it. You just stand on it. That That is your, your statement. You know what stand I mean? Toes down. But if you're talking about it, you're not... You're doing everything other than standing on it. You know what I mean? You're justifying 
you know, you're, which means you're acknowledging that you feel like something wrong was done. Nah, just stand on it, bro. You don't got to tweet back nothing. You don't got to care. Because guess what? Guarantee anybody who you see in the streets who knows that you've helped them, they don't care. They don't. They really don't care. They they like the. I'm, I guarantee you, the people who you've helped like the Cadillac commercial. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the people who were shitting on her are not doing half as much work. Oh, and they were gonna shit on her regardless. They were gonna find a reason to shit on her regardless. That's one thing. Oh man, boy, was that? That's a really big part of maturity is um realizing like there's criticisms that are genuine that come from people you love, and then there is critiques that come from haters that would have critiqued you no matter whether you were perfect or not. You could have been. You, you know, we're all flawed, but you could have been perfect and they still would have critiqued you. You can get a 10 out of 10 on, on your floor routine and they'll still critique you and, and, and try to knock you down points. And it's just like, oh, OK, so I shouldn't feel bad and you shouldn't and nor should you engage them. You know what I mean? Just just let them do what they do, because, also, you know, that's their free. That's their freedom. You know what I mean? Until such a time as it starts taking money out of your pocket and you got to hit them with a libel or something. That's another story. But until such said time, just cool, man. <laughs> Chill. Just got to let him talk, man. Everyone knows you. Like like my sign, you are certified several times over, my G. Nobody's doubting you. Or nobody who matters is doubting you. And I tell I try to tell that to people all the time. Like, It's not that nobody's doubting you. No, I'm not saying that you're crazy and you're imagining your haters. I'm saying that nobody that matters to you is doubting yeah. you. Those who mind. They don't matter. No yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those who matter. No mind. no mind. They don't, and it's oh, so true. Because the people who, yeah, the people who really matter, they're understanding. Yeah. Ignorant people just don't matter. They really don't. <laughs> they're not. They should never be the the centerpiece of of your of your focus. They really shouldn't. But yeah, we can go ahead and we'll we'll wrap up on this one. Um, there's been a little international snafu that happened where uh, a. Very large quarter mile long shipping, uh, a shipping boat ran aground in the Suez Canal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's causing. Oh, well, it was. I believe that actually, as of this recording, it just got moved. Just got moved after several days of being run aground in the middle of the Suez Canal, which is one of the major shipping ports uh, or shipping uh, thoroughways for Northern Africa and Southern uh, Europe. And boy, I I I wanted to mention it because, oh, man, it must have been about a year ago, a year and some months ago, we we ran a topic about the precarious nature of of people who work on shipping uh, mm-hmm. shipping routes, and the abuse of the workers, um, and just the amount of uh, like stolen material, things that get transported around the world. Um, illegally, the black market that exists on the water. And um, not just that, but moreover, there's a lot of people who were stuck on those boats for days. That's No reprieve at the end, because they were supposed to go through the canal to get to their port. And now they, they've added days, or some of them actually went to embark um, on the tr- journey around Africa God to get dang. to the other side. And it 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 was a it was a travesty, and a lot of those people are 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 going through a, um tons of hardship, and moreover, you know, there's no body that I'm aware of that is organized to compensate them for that. Their jobs aren't going to compensate them, which they probably should, but there there's no organization, there's no governmental body that's going to say, hey. You guys are due X amount of remunerations because you were forced to stay at sea for 14 extra days yeah, outside damn. of your contract. I don't know because who knows in the long run what the ramifications going to be. Because if too. they if if you're if that ship if your ship decided not to wait to get that ship from uh, out of the canal and decided to embark on going around Africa, you're about to take a two week journey mm-hmm. that you didn't plan on. That's fuck. That's a that's a lot of work Yo, for somebody who works on one of them shitty ass tankers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I, I I just think that there should be there should be some kind of compensation. Who knows? And and there might be for some of them, 
but there's there's no there's no uh, union, there's no organization, there's no SAG for sailors. That sounded <laughs> oh, yikes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it sounds good. Jeez. <laughs> Where are the edit points, man? The red flags everywhere. Jeez. Sag for sailors. Oh god, oh, that's man. good. I think that's a sign that it's time to, to wrap this Let's one up. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, no. I just wanted to to point that out that this is the kind of stuff that I was talking about back then that could set this whole um, industry on its ear. And you know, I'm interested to see if it's going to cause any kind of stateside price hikes, or if it's going to cause any um, like uh, countries to go through major import uh, issues. You know, what if you have perishable items on those containers? Some of those, some of those containers are not going to make it to their destination and it's you know this uh economy is set up to be on delivery you know what i mean it yeah. only you only have enough on hand to last to the next delivery and so if a couple of those deliveries start to go sideways in the right sectors you can get major major depressions or recessions happening in countries so I'm interested to see how that develops, but you know, everyone's looking at oh, the ship, the ship, the ship. It's like, yeah, they know that sucks, but there's going to be a lot of economic ramifications that ha- that are going on around that 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 we're not going to see for the next few weeks. You know, moreover, what happens to those sailors that are stuck and are forced to take longer journeys? But yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap up on that. Thank you for joining us, guys. You can follow us on the social media. You can find me on Instagram at Harrington Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Curry underscore T and uh, at Home Heron. <laughs> and get to me on Instagram at Rico underscore T Sounds. Now, remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever really will learn from. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy. <laughs>